everyone, and welcome to episode 104 of the Hillcrest Duo. It is being recorded on Tuesday, July 24th, 2019. I am your host, Brad Risto. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brad Risto. And joining me, he is the Dustin to my Steve. He is Metal John. Hello, Brad. How are you? You can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that is. It's weird being here on a Tuesday. It is. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of nice to be in the Batcave. And we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, everyone's talking about it. The big convention this weekend. You are our man on the floor. You were there. You were at the Illinois Cat Convention. Metal, what was it like? It was actually called the Meow Meetup. (laughs) Yeah. I love a, a good pun. Kia uh, is a cat expo. It was at, uh, in Rosemont, Illinois. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, interesting. It was uh, my very first uh, cat expo. Um, yes, yes. Cat. And, uh, obviously, we're not going to spend a whole podcast talking about that. No. We will talk about San Diego Comic-Con yes, in just a little bit. One. But before we get to the San Diego Comic-Con stuff, well, my cat here is climbing all over well, our, uh, our podcast uh, table at the Batcave. She actually wants to be part of this podcast. We need to mic her up. Um, Yeah, the Meow Meetup was uh, very interesting. It was a cat expo so that you could go there. You could play with kitties. You could adopt kitties. You can buy stuff for your kitties. Uh, A lot of vendors trying to push, you know, buy this litter box, buy this carrier, buy this organic food, buy this, buy that. Here are some samples. It was a lot of that. Um, Then you go to the adoption room. It's a bunch of little Mm -hmm. kitties in cages. Meow, pick me, pick me, pick me. Um. Clearly, I didn't pick any of them. No, you already had. I just kind of went for a few hours to check it out. It was it was more of a curiosity thing. Right. Like, all right, there's a cat expo. I should I should probably go and check this thing out. You know, I wanna um, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta see it for myself. Uh, one thing they had there uh, that was cool was a cat cafe. Yeah, and I've heard of the concept of these, and um, we don't really have any around Chicago, but they do have them in a few cities here and there. Uh, it's just a cafe that you go to to like drink coffee and play with cats. That's awesome. I just would think of so it as like a Starbucks, but without all the hipsters on laptops. Instead, you've got like kitties climbing all around and hipsters a lot of toys and like cat trees and stuff and just hanging out with cats. Okay. I'm like, I could, I, I could open this like i can do this <laughs> so it's a business idea that uh i, I think yeah my I, only business idea recently is when i want to open up a comic book shop yes uh yes I that sounds thought, like a great plan brad i have thought seriously about that but yeah so the the whole reason of the podcast here is um you know we, we wanted to get together because comic-con 2019 in san diego was surprisingly very big because yes. We went into it not really knowing too much about what announcements were going to be made. I mean, the Marvel Universe is kind of wrapped up up to this point as far as what we knew. Mm -hmm. Um, DC has got things announced, things that are in production, but what are they going to bring? Are they going to bring anything? Um, uh, You know, then you've got your TV shows. You know, you've got some TV shows that have already ended, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, they had their You really didn't know what was going to come out of it, but it turned out that a lot came out of it. So... Um, you know, we're, we wanted to dedicate a whole podcast just to recapping everything that kind of happened, things that stood out to us, yep. things that we're excited about that was announced, um, and of course, uh, our our 
fingers are crossed that we can get picked for the lottery tickets to be able to attend this mofo next year. Yes, I, we tried last year. We were unsuccessful. We failed. We're failures. Yeah. Well, um, that, this time I think we're going to have three people because I think I convinced Cousin Stan to also try. All right. Yeah, I've got a friend of mine that really wants to go too. And, and Well, and, the question is try. how many should we be trying to get? Yeah, well, I think if we each just go for a pair and then if we're lucky, maybe two or three of us get pairs. and maybe Because yeah. if we go for well, more than a pair, ca- it might be harder. And the worst case scenario is we all get a pair and then we just don't go and we sell them to someone else. Yeah, I don't know if we're or you just to do keep that. Or you just keep it for your rights for a year and you say, okay, I wasted 100 bucks to get tickets for next year. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll try. And if anyone's got any tips for us, hit us up on Twitter. Cause, uh, I don't think there are any tips for the way they do it. Yeah, it's just good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we do have some, uh, some big stuff coming up here on the future of the Hillcrest duo. Uh, we do need to recap Stranger Things. You finally finished it. I finished it a long time ago. I binged it over Fourth of July weekend. I finished it on the third. Oh, so you finished it before I did? Well, no, not the Fourth of July. I finished it um, on the Sunday and Monday afterwards. Okay, all right. It was about the same time I finished it yeah. too, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I got through it within two or three days. Um, so we'll, we're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, the new Quentin Tarantino movie opens up later this week, uh, and I am pumped for this movie. I think already going into the movie, this is one of those things about me and Tarantino movies. I love his movies before I even see them. So I already know I'm going to love this movie. The matter that it's just how much am I going to love yes. it? That's, that's just the question. It's not a matter of, uh, it looks okay. No, it's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be awesome. I know I'm going to love it. I know it's probably going to be top five of movie of the year for me, yes. possibly number one movie of the year for me. It's just, let's get to it and, and see how it falls. But I'm really excited about it. So we are most likely going to have a podcast coming up yes, here in the next I will few be days. Um, which will be our review of that. So I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that too. But, but let's, let's get pop into, into San Diego. Yeah, let's pop into San Diego. So um, we could just kind of start with, uh, yeah, I'd say, but let's just start with the movies. We'll get to the Marvel announcements, uh, okay, uh, later. But we'll start with the movies first. Uh, uh, well, so, obviously, the biggest one day one for you, obviously, was probably it. Yeah, it's uh, the new trailer Part for two. It, it's Chapter Two uh, dropped and. It, what was cool about that and something that they're doing with a lot of the movie preview stuff now is they'll show the preview at the hall and then at the same time they'll release the preview um well, you know basically online. to stop the because people are going to live stream it anyway so they figure yeah and, and, they, and why police it and have people like with you know infrared goggles trying to bust people that this are ain't d23 yeah just just release it i mean I, I get that it takes away from the exclusive of being at Comic Con, and but at the same time, you're getting an exclusive. You're there. You're you're sitting in a room with the cast, and and the announcement, and you and, get to feel it. Yeah, exactly. The rest of us, don't the rest get of us to feel just it. sit here like, oh, new it trailer. Let me hit play and watch this. You know, like mm-hmm. from your work or from the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> from the bathroom. From the bathroom. At work. At work. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I thought the new uh, It Chapter 2 looked pretty cool, so I'm excited about that. But um, I think uh, other big news is pretty cool seeing a new trailer for uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. Uh, which I, we've talked a little bit about the Terminator series. And, you know, yep. for me, Ter- pretty, 
for you and your problem with time travel, no movie um, uh, can exemplify like how time travel can ruin a franchise more than Terminator. Pretty much. Uh, but Terminator 1 and 2 still uh, are, are the best Terminators. Yes. Everything after that, just kind of meh. This one, though, I got a little bit more excited about. I mean, it was announced that Edward Furlong's returning as John Connor. My guess is he's going to probably be a first 15-minute casualty because he doesn't have the heft, gravitas, <laughs> trying to skill say he, uh, to carry a movie. Eh, it's possible. I, I mean, I can see that happening. Um, yeah, I mean... Especially with a name like Dark Fate. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is you've got old, washed-up Edward Furlong, who will probably be playing himself. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be action hero. Um, but yeah, I could see him meeting his fate, you know, but you also got Lionel Hamilton in mm-hmm. back. You've got Arnold back. Arnold. Um, I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. Like I, I, again, it's a Terminator movie and these things are just cash cows at this point. Oh yeah. There's... But you know, the, 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 the uniqueness and the coolness of them died after the second one. In, the in ar- my opinion, the artistic vision ended with Terminator two. And you know what? Some people might not like it. I liked the fact that they gave them the happy ending, and obviously they just kept on going to that well. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I also, I I would say with this one here, I wonder if in the timeline, if if we know yet where this is going to take place. Right. I I don't think that's been clear yet. Like, is this going to be, I would like for it to just be a direct sequel to part two. Like, kind of figure out a way to put this movie after part two and sort of erasing everything that happened in three and beyond uh, well, somehow. Three, with And with time travel, they can do that, right? Well, three is fine because that just was them saying that they couldn't stop Judgment Day. That one was fine. It was everything. Three, while not a very well-acted movie, at least had a decent enough story because it was about them saying, nope, Judgment Day still came. Everything else after that. Bad. Yeah, I appreciate what they were trying to do with three. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were kind of going along with the lines of, "No, nah, what's meant to be is going to happen." You know, yes. you're not going to stop what is what is meant to be. Uh, you know, which has always been my point too. Is like, well, if you wipe out all the Connors, somewhere down the line, there's another Connor that's yes. you know is is going to you know help the resistance. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I could. I I don't know. I guess what I would like to see them try to do is maybe you kind of start off in the beginning with them, you know, like you said, maybe killing old fat John Connor, old fat fat that slow fat slob, uh, John Connor. You, Uninspired. You, you kill him, and it kind of messes up everything else in the timeline somehow, and 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 it wipes out Terminator. Like he's maybe four and beyond or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see what they do with that. Um, but uh, big news also announced, and you know a lot. I would say on day one, this was probably the biggest headline was the Top Gun trailer, yes. which I think it was pretty cool on how they did this. And this goes back to you know the uniqueness of being there. So at the Terminator panel, I guess at the very end of the panel, Tom Cruise walks out. It's like, hey, everybody, I got a Top Gun trailer for you. Well, they say, 
he might not have even been supposed to do that, but he's Tom Cruise, and who the hell is going to stop Tom Cruise from walking out there? Exactly. And he might have just said, I got a few hours. Let me swing by there and bring this DVD with me, you know? And <laughs> DVD. <laughs> uh, but no, yes, that was the big thing. Obviously, very little details on the plot in the trailer, other than we already saw the Tom Cruise rides on a motorcycle cliche. Oh, yeah, for That's sure. That's got to be in every Tom Cruise movie. And I'm sure he's going to jump off the motorcycle onto something else, right? Oh, he has to. Like, I mean, that's, that's, you have to do that. You have to jump off the, off the motorcycle onto something, you know? Mm-hmm. That's... But he, well, he's a pilot, remember? He's a captain in the Navy. Yes. And he got dinged for that. And that, that always, that one kind of uh, irked me. Like, yeah, he's not an admiral, but he's a captain. And in the Navy, that's the same as a colonel in the Army. Yeah. But that's um, me. So I have a confession. Yeah. I've never seen Top Gun. You know, it's a really weird movie nowadays if you watch it. Cause Is it dated? It, one, it's very dated. And oh. two, this is a little known fact. When they were um, editing it together, they realized something. They didn't have a plot. So they had to add dialogue over the flying scenes because you can't see whether their mouths are moving when they have the helmets on. So that's where they just added a lot of the story oh a lot of post-production stuff there's it was a lot of post-production in it because they really found out they really just had a bunch of um really cool shots of jets flying it's like let's just go out and shoot the footage and then we'll add dialogue later so you've never seen it so you don't know about what a horrible person uh maverick is that he got goose killed yeah i do not know and that's okay you can spoil but i'll tell you spoiling i'm going to watch it uh, just, just because I, I feel like I, it's, it's just one of those movies I never got around to watching, you know, like as you're growing up, people are like, oh, you got to watch Scarface and the Godfather and you know, all these movies you didn't watch when you were eight or nine years old because yeah. you're too busy watching cartoons mm-hmm. and then you get older and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll eventually get around to watching all the Godfather movies and you know, I'll get around well, to watching, watching this. The first I'll, I'll, I'll get around to watching this Scarface and you know, you just, like all, uh, Gone with the Wind, that's another one. I still have never seen Casablanca. Never saw Gone with the Wind. I think I've seen like, both of them, totally over the course of it being on a television. Yeah, and I mean, there's even movies like that, like in the horror world. Like I'm a big horror movie guy. I mean, I, I was only like maybe five years ago I watched Cannibal Holocaust for the first time, and that was like one of the biggest, most glorious like horror movies and well talked about movies in the industry that. I loved horror movies, but I didn't watch that one until like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I, I will watch Top Gun. Um, and, and I think it'd be kind of fun to watch it. And then maybe we'll do a podcast about it. Like where I could just ask you a bunch of questions and you could, yeah. I don't know, we could maybe roast the movie a little bit. Oh, we, we very well can. We, we can roast that one to a crisp, but it's a good nostalgic one. And you'll get to see it with different eyes than I ever did. But obviously, uh, I mean, it seems like the Top Gun Maverick movie, which is slated to come out next year, is uh, a long-awaited sequel. Yes. You know, I think I think a lot of people are surprised that it took this long for a sequel to happen, um, because it is a very pop. I know it's a very popular, campy movie. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it just because I want to see what they how they will continue the story and see if they can do actually have a good story because. Like I said, the original Top Gun, while really, really cool, not much of a story there. It just was really cool visuals and a kick-ass song. 
Yep. So, uh, you know, movie-wise, uh, any other big announcements you can um, think of? Other than, you know what, this one didn't take place at Comic-Con, but it took place yesterday. Oh, I do have one more, too, but go ahead. The um, uh, Friendly Day in the Neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers yes. trailer. That is true. Uh, and that I, dropped I watched... yesterday, and I watched it, and I'm like, okay, well, this movie's going to make me cry probably a lot. <laughs> well, I better bring it to you. Uh, Looks like uh, Tom Hanks wants to get him another Oscar. Yeah, uh, he definitely wants to, uh, uh, and it's coming out around Thanksgiving. Yep, award season. He is going all in for at least one more Oscar before he's said and done. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't get it, though. I mean, I guess it's just Tom Hanks has just got that look. That he can play so many like iconic uh, he is people. A, well, he is just, he's so damn versatile. Yes, but well, that's part of his charm is that he's got that every man face. Yeah, I mean he. I mean, think about like some of like the well known people he's played. John Lovell. Yes, I was. I was just gonna say that. I mean, National uh, Sully. Sully. <laughs> I mean, Forrest Gump is like an icon. But that obviously <laughs> not a real person. Uh. But yeah, he's, I mean, Woody, he looks like Woody from Toy Story. Yeah, he is amazing. (laughs) He is going to go down as one of the greatest actors of all time, no doubt. Oh, absolutely, hands down. And I watched, uh, I think it was last year, I watched the documentary on Fred Rogers. Yes. Which um, is an amazing documentary. Mm -hmm. And uh, talking about wanting to tear up, Brad, that'll make you tear up. Uh, Just seeing how... You know, so much behind-the-scenes stuff of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I mean, you get a lot of behind-the-scenes, a lot of Fred off-camera, um, you know, just meetings with people. Yep. A lot of people that worked for the show that are still alive and, you know, and, and you know, they talk about their relationship with Fred and the kind of person he was and how he dealt with, you know, um, you know things because – I mean, something I never knew about, and I was never a big Mr. Rogers fan as a kid. I, I watched it here and there, but for me, it was like, nah, there's no cartoons really, and it's just... Come on, you had eh. to love Imagination Land. Uh, it's all right. I mean, I thought some of the puppets were creepy. I just really didn't I just really didn't get into it as much. Um, you know, I felt like maybe it was more targeted at, like, younger kids than me, <laughs> but... And it was, but I never knew this about Fred Rogers, and I learned in the documentaries that he was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was a pastor that had this idea for the TV show. And it was just going to be a small network, like PBS type yes, TV was, show. Well, that's that, what it was. Technically, was the entire time. But it I mean, was it a, took off and became a huge yes. show. Same way that WGN's Bozo was, um, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Circus was. It was a small time show. That gained a national following. Yeah. I mean, and it was really cool to see how that happened. And, you know, and uh, just all the stories and just the thought process. And, you know, and, and one thing about Fred Rogers, you could say is, man, it's like, you know, for all of like, you know, all these kids shows, you know, I, obviously in the in the time that we live in now, like that show would never exist. No, there's you know, too but, much competition. Well, not only that, but it's just like all of like the negative stuff. I mean, you've got a grown man talking to children and playing with children. It's like, 
nope, that's not allowed in this world anymore. I suppose that's true as well. <laughs> you know, I mean, bad. I know it is. It, it is. I mean, and, and a lot of it's just a lot of people are, you know, so – I'm trying to think of the, the word, but like so on edge, you know. Jaded it's, is the yeah. word. And, you know, it's not so much the trust thing, you know. It's like, oh, I, I'll trust you to hang out with my kids. But at the same time, I'm keeping a very close eye on you. Yeah. You know, and – but yeah, again, Tom are... Hanks though he's I think he's gonna I mean he looks awesome in it yes. and I'm really excited because seeing the documentary first, uh, I know a lot about the a, a lot of the backstory now, so mm-hmm. I want to see how much of that gets incorporated into the into the actual movie. So right. I am really excited about it. Uh, but switching gears, let's, uh, let's I, jump into. I, the... I did want to talk one more, about one more movie though. Uh, oh, really? The new Kevin Smith movie. Oh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That looks wonderful. Doesn't it? I I love the trailer. I want you to meet your daughter. I'm going to need a test. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But it's the young African-American woman. Uh. But the fact that they're making fun of, they're rebooting the Blunt Man and Chronic movie in that universe. I love it. Yes, I I do. I'm so good at this. Yeah, I, I I love it too. I mean, Kevin Smith is, I don't know when it when it comes down to his movies, the you know anything involving like Jay and Silent Bob and that whole timeline, you know, like Mallrats and yeah, you know, and Jay and Silent Bob, like his comedy, he writes that stoner comedy so well, you know. But then he did you yeah. know Dogma, which I love Dogma, yeah. like. Like that's, I think it's one of his best movies mm-hmm. and it's not a movie that people go to when they think Kevin Smith movies, but it's one of his best movies that also kind of takes that stoner comedy, but yeah. kind of twists it into a biblical piece, you know? And then he does the horror stuff, which a lot of people hate because it's very cheesy. It's very oh, dry, he loves himself but I do stuff. love it. I mean, I love, I, I do like his horror movies. Like I like Tusk and he even makes fun of himself for Tusk. And well, I he makes fun of himself for everything he's yeah, done. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I did enjoy Tusk, and he has got the best podcast going too for reviewing the, the um, pop culture. By the way, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, Fat I, Man Beyond. It just he's always so positive. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's great, and obviously his daughter is you know doing a lot of work now. She's actually going to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I saw a really funny video on Kevin Smith's Twitter actually yesterday. Mm-hmm. He posted a video of his daughter on the red carpet for the premiere of the movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Kevin Smith is trying to, like, he's standing behind her talking to, like, a handler or something. And yeah. and he notices, and he's like, oh, I'm in the frame. And he kind of, like, tries to move out of the frame, but said he actually moves more into the frame. <laughs> and he sort of becomes a distraction during the interview. So when you watch the interview, what you're doing is watching Kevin Smith, like, in the background. And then he's, like, trying to move around, and he's just, like, moving more in the frame. And and he actually tweeted about it. He's like, look at me. I'm such a dumbass dad. And, like, <laughs> you know, it is the funniest thing. Like, I was laughing so hard when I was watching it. No, he is just wonderful. And I... Yeah. And I, I can't wait for him to be able to announce um, what him and Mark Bernardi, the guy he does um, a Fat Man Beyond with, because apparently they've been key, given the keys to some Marvel franchise. They just haven't told us what yet. Yeah. And I'd love for him to be able to do his um, uh, hockey drama hit somebody, because I've listened to the audiobook version of it. 
Oh, yeah. No, that would be cool, too. Um, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's a really cool um, story that he put together. Nice. Yeah, no, I'll have to look into that. But, all right, let's uh, let's move on. I mean, we could go into some of the Marvel news. I mean, it's yeah. still the movie topic, so, you know, Marvel Studios. Yeah, Marvel phase Studios, four. Phase 4, and nothing really coming back in terms of movies known um as real sequels in phase four other yeah. than dr strange well and and the black widow movie which i believe they uh did confirm that black widow is going to take place uh around the winter soldier time i heard it was um between captain america um civil war and um infinity war oh between that so okay all right I, which I think means I, was, I'm I was thinking winter soldier and and uh in, in civil war so yeah which means i'm still not getting the one marvel movie that i want the most and that's like and you don't even need to do it with any big marvel named superhero just pick a regular person in within the mcu and focus on the them being dealing with what happened in the snap in the like first three months yeah or just focus on the entire five years with just just one schlub a guy like you yes dealing with life post snap i would love to see something like that but that's my little dream project but let's talk about the one that i probably movie that i think of all the ones announced that you're probably the most excited for and that is marvel's first foray into horror movies with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Yes. Um, multiverse of Madness. No, multiverse of Madness. I realize it's, you're probably a little disappointed because it's probably going to end up being PG-13. But then again, if they can do some of the mind trick stuff they did in um, uh, Spider-Man, just kind of completely um, mess with your mind for two hours, I think that could be really neat. Yeah, oh, I think so too. I, the, it's hitting theaters. They did announce May seventh, twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's one Elizabeth Olsen's going to be in it too. Yeah, Scarlet Witch, which makes sense. Which witch is which? Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't say I'm excited about it. But oh, I figured oh, that was the I'll one see. you were, would be most jacked for. So, what of them all? Which one are you most jacked for? Uh, Blade. Ah, forgot mm-hmm. all about Blade. Which was sort of, uh, it was weird. It's like he had all these big announcements, and I feel like Blade was kind of like held back. And then I want to say they announced Blade on like the last day. They didn't even re- really make it part of that big Marvel announcement. Well, I think they're going for a little different vibe with that one because I think that one might end up being hard R. Yeah, well, I mean, you got a great actor, Marshall Ali, playing yeah. Blade, which ta- he's taking the role from Wesley Snipes, which I think, and I kind of hope. That they do include Wesley Snipes in some Somehow. way into the movie where it's like maybe Wesley Snipes' blade is passed the torch on. To a new Or one. are they just going to go straight up, brand new story, brand new movie, brand new, like pretend those be, movies never existed. That would be my um, uh, belief. Is that what they're going to do? But Wesley Snipes seems to be in support of them doing this. with. Well, it is a fran- – even though he's not going to be a part of it, at least not a major part of it, I think that's still a character he has a lot of um, connection to and he wants to see it do well and be in this modern MCU and this modern movie juggernaut of, um, uh, of Marvel. Yeah. I think he wa- just wants to see it do well. The other series that I'm lo- – one of the television series they announced that I'm looking most forward to is What If, because I just love What If stories, and you might get to see some of those things that you wanted to see in Marvel movies. Maybe you'll get to finally see that scene that we were told was cut from a Avengers End game where Thanos shows up with 
another version of um, Captain America's head and just chucks it at him. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That was a uh, that was during the Russo brothers panel. Yeah. They 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 actually uh, that seemed like a really cool panel because yes. they brought in photos of like storyboards and things like that. Like they took photos of the whiteboard with all the story lines on it and stuff, and they mm-hmm. shared that. And then they told some stories about a few things they were going to do and not do. So that that seemed like it was a really cool panel. That's one I'd want to go back and watch if it was streaming. Um, but that the what if thing that does sound interesting. I, I don't know too much about it, but like you said, it just sort of plays on the idea of, like of the Twilight what Zone for the MCU. Yeah, no, I'm 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 in favor of that. That would be that's going to be on the streaming service though, yes. right? Yeah, going back to movies though, another movie that caught my interest, but I don't know how I feel about it just yet is Thor: Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, starring Jane Foster as Thor. Yes. The female version of Thor. Yes. And no, this isn't some made-up, ah, oh, let's just uh, make a female Thor. Uh, no, this, this actually in existed in the comics. Yes, so Thor does something real bad, makes him unworthy of Yolmir, and gets transferred to Jane Foster, who's dealing with cancer. Yes. So, uh, Chris Hemsworth, I think, is going to be in this movie. Um, at least that's what they're saying at the, uh, you know, on the official Marvel Studios Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stated it's slated for a November fifth, twenty twenty one release, and this will actually be the fourth Thor movie. Yeah, and you know I think I told you this. I only saw the first Thor movie. Oh, well, you yeah, missed I... the best Thor movie. You missed Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> All right, cap. Knocked the wa- water cap down. That's better than knocking the whole water bottle down, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Black Widow movie, by the way, that is uh, starring Scarlett Johansson, David Harbour. Um, that's going to hit theaters in May 2020. Uh, we did talk about yeah. that a little bit. Um, the Eternals, you know anything about that one? With you know, Angelina I've never Jolie? been much into The Eternals. Right. This is yeah, going, you... this is a, a deep cut. It's always the Shang Tsung movie. These are deep cuts. Sort... Shang-Chi and the Shang... Legend of the Rings. Ten Rings. Ten. These are deep cuts in the same way that... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was originally a deep cut, so given Marvel's track record, you kind of have to trust them that they know what they're doing with these franchises. Yeah, no, I mean, and the streaming service is going to be interesting because we've already got a taste of what Marvel Studios can do in their television world with the series on Netflix, Um, but will the new streaming service go down the same dark roads as you know jessica jones and luke cage and punisher like i just don't see that happening i hope it happens because i love those three shows yes. um but wait, you know wait, you forgot one though um, metal you forgot one of the marvel Dare, daredevil you forgot another one too hmm. there's this other danny one. rand yeah you yeah. forgot about him because yeah, no one cares about him <laughs> yeah because he was annoying it's true. And not very interesting. Very, You're stating facts here, Brad. You're stating nothing but the facts. <laughs> but, you know, I think I'll give them credit. Well, that's what why I'm actually most interested to see what they do with What If, to see how dark they can make some of their stories, because that has been kind of the point of What If stories in the original comics, at the least, very least, was comic book fans complain about a, a story point in a comic book. Marvel, the writers say, you know what? You wanted to see that? Fine. We're going to do that for you, and we're going to make it be as twisted as we possibly can without getting in trouble with the comics code. 
This is what you wanted. This is what happens. See, he's dead now. That's what you fans did. There. Yeah. Don't got question a, us ever again. Well, we've got a couple of other uh, streaming shows too. That, um, yes. Still to mention Loki. Yep. And Back Tom to, Hiddleston is going to be in that. Yeah, he's he's bringing his heft to that one, and I look forward to that. And WandaVision, Elizabeth Olsen yeah. will be in there. Oh, God, that, I don't know if about that one. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That one I look forward to because they've already, um, uh, earlier today, um, uh, the guy who played um, Zemo um, uh, debuted his new costume. Oh, nice. Looks cool. Yes, I, I'm looking forward to this one. All right, and then Hawkeye's getting his own series. Yes, with Kate Bishop as a co-star. Yeah, so that's I. That's the thing is, like a lot of a lot of these series, um, you know, they haven't really they they've kind of said fall of twenty twenty. Yep. Um, you know, but when the network Disney Plus, I guess we this is yet to be launched. So is it going to launch, and are they going to have one or two of these Marvel shows ready to go when it launches? Or is it going to launch with just nothing but the Disney content and then just sort of be like Netflix where you kind of get a new series every three or four months from Marvel Studios to kind of keep keep the numbers up, you know? Like, well, I have... let's, let's start with the big one like Loki. And then now we got all the subscriptions. Now as soon as that one wraps up, boom, here's the... You know, here's the they'll, vision one. Here's what if, and they start just overloading you like every couple have of months with them. So, they'll have something big for launch. I don't know which one will be there for launch, but something will be there with launch. It has to be, just because you want people to buy this service, you have to entice them in. Yeah, unlike the CBS one, which man, I like I told you, I subscribed to that one just for Twilight Zone. As soon as it was over with, unsubscribe. See, I'm looking forward and you know to what, that. I'm going to watch Picard. And what, you know what makes me mad about that? I was paying the $10 a month for the CBS streaming to watch all of the Twilight Zones. And then I cancel after I get done watching all the Twilight Zones. And they try to offer me like half off for three months. Well, that's what they always no, do with those No, why did you things. give me half off the three months I subscribed? That's what, they <laughs> always, that's what you always do. Metal. Here's how I am, uh, get my Sirius XM. Oh, and my Sirius XM, it's due for renewal. Boop, 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 boop. Yes, I'd like to call and cancel my um, Sirius XM. Nah, it's just too much. What's that? You can give me that one. Can't you give me my last rate? No. <laughs> you know what? Nah, I think I'll just call. I'll cancel. Can yeah. I put you on hold? Yes. Turns out we can give you six months at 50 bucks again. Well then, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes, that, I do that every six months. It's a fun little game I play with Sirius. Um couple of other uh, random announcements from San Diego Comic-Con we'll go through. Um, so they did screen the pilot episode of Batwoman, which is coming out this fall. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually excited about it. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I hope it's good. I just not yet sure how I feel about it based on the footage. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, Ruby Rose looks awesome yes. as Batwoman. I just don't know dialogue-wise, script-wise. You know, the, I don't know what the, the trailers have kind of set some people on edge because it looks like it's one of those, you know, women power type type shows where no all men all that. men are the enemies, and you know, this they is a are. woman's world, and it's like if you're gonna do if you're gonna just drill that for thirteen episodes straight and expect me to keep watching it, you're wrong. Um, I mean, I want to see a good written comic book TV show. I mean. Out of all the ones on CW, I, I was just having this conversation with somebody. I mean, Supergirl is the only one I still watch because that's the only one that is really 
I felt like held its ground, like as a comic well, book it went, TV series. It went awesome in that latter half of this last yeah. season, where she's the well on the run. It was awesome. Oh, I know it was. I, it was great. I mean, and you know the John Cryer as Lex. Yeah, I, they did such a good shot job with that show, where they could have turned it into like. You know, Supergirl is going to save a little kid in every episode. And, you know, it's going to be a show for teenage girls. And said it's no, it's a show for comic book people. And, yeah, it gets the female well, audience. But, although the Arrowverse is running out of steam. That much well, is that, evident. With- well, that, I think that was announced that, like, the final season is is here on that one. The Flash, I know it's still a very popular show. I just personally gave up on it because I got sick of all the different earths and whatnot that was going on yeah they uh, they do they love them their other earths in that one yeah so i mean i just got burnt out on a lot of them so i mean supergirl's the only one i'll still watch i'm gonna but i will watch um the upcoming season if nothing else because brandon rouse gonna be superman again yes that is i was gonna mention that that dropped uh at san diego comic-con too that brandon ralph is going to wear the superman outfit again um i'm assuming he's superman from a different earth um, he's going to be Kingdom Come Superman, which um, is a pretty good story, but we won't get too deep into that. He's an older Superman, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. announced that their final season yeah. is coming up. Um, it's, it's time for them. Yeah, I mean, and, and one that I'm still not sure about is this uh, Pennyworth series. You know... I watched the previews for it at interesting but i don't really think it's for me <laughs> come on it's alfred pennysworth as um james bond yeah um oh did you see um, uh, all the people lose their minds at the they said the new 007 was going to be a woman and oh that, yes and the, the troll expert trolling every single internet publication went into saying the new j um 007 is a woman and just getting it, he's oh, I'm not going to watch a Jane Bond. Not realizing he retired at the end of the last movie. Yeah. So the 007 uh, designation was up for grabs. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm with the other. I remember it was. It just goes to show you how misleading headlines can be. Yes. The headline will say, a woman is now James Bond. Or James Bond is going female. Or... You know, and it's like, that's not the truth. Uh, if you read the story, if you actually look <laughs> into so it. so many people didn't read the story. Just like when there's rumors. Oh, there's a rumor that this person's going to, you know, that this is going to happen. And it's, it's just a rumor. I, love, I just Did you even check to see where the rumor's from? Like, oh. I loved so, seeing the people lose their minds. They were the same people that lost their minds when Ariel was announced for the, um, uh. Little Mermaid. Oh yeah! All those. Did you see Lion King? By the way, I have not yet. I don't think I'm going to. I I didn't like Aladdin. I I don't know how I feel about these Disney live action movies. I want to see it just because it has um, John Oliver as Azu and um, uh, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. So I'll go see it for them because those are two of my favorite funny people. All right. And I I like Donald Glover, so yeah, I'm going to see it. Okay. Well, you'll have to let me know what you think because I I, Aladdin I thought was boring. Um. And this one has more star power. This one has this one has Queen Bee in it. <laughs> Queen Bee. Yeah. So you gotta. I don't know about these live action Disney ones. I don't, I don't know. know either. I don't, but I, I just. I mean, I feel like it's a just. It's a cheap cash in, but they're trying to get us. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, well, I will. They're... I will say this though. Uh, this dropped at Comic Con and on Twitter. The Watchmen new trailer. Yes, TikTok. Oh, 
the new trailer. I mean, the old the the, the teaser was cool with all the TikTok TikTok, and then you've got this one was just an action packed, almost like a full blown movie preview. It was like almost three and a half minutes yeah. long. A lot of cool moments, a lot of mentions of certain people on other mm-hmm. planets. Uh, I, I mean, it's they just... They need, and HBO needs this one to land because they need to replace Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm going to argue with you on that one because HBO has got some great television right now. There's a show on there that I am absolutely in love with called Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Zaneda is the lead in it. She's, mm-hmm. you know, MJ from yes. the Spider-Man movies. She's fantastic in that show. Um, there's also a new show with Danny McBride coming out that I'm really excited about. Uh, the new season of Westworld coming up. And then you've got The Watchmen coming up. HBO's got me as a subscriber for a while. I'm not going anywhere. They they still put out good shows. They just don't put out the shows that the obsessive people get into, like Game of Thrones and The Sopranos. And, well, that, they, you know, need their new, they need another new obsessive show. They, they that, do. And that's I, I, what see, this is trying to be, obviously. See, and I, don't, I think Westworld was trying to be that. Well, it failed. That's the that's the problem. But it still has a big fan base. It does, but they are looking for the mass mass one, and this is their next shot at See, it. See, I don't know if they're gonna get it with this one. Well, it, I mean, I feel like Watchmen's got like a niche audience that me and you fall into. Yeah. I just don't see them becoming. I don't see that show becoming like must watch television for I, every household. I could agree with you, but let's remember, Game of Thrones was a niche audience until it caught fire. Oh. They're hoping that they can do it again. Yeah. It's possible. Because you know what? I'll say this of... about Game of Thrones. When Game of Thrones first came out, we were... I was sort of... It was... When that first season came out, people that w- read the books were interested in it. Yes. People like me were like, mm, I don't know about this one. Like, I, I'm burnt out on Lord of the Rings stuff. <laughs> and Showtime had another show. I think it was called The Tudors. That was very similar to Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Just the medieval. Yeah, and then then you had what Vikings on one of the. I was yeah. like, all this medieval stuff. I'm like, I don't really want to watch this, but I gave it a shot, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll keep watching it. So I stayed with it, and then, then I got the, more and more. The first and then I, I actually worked with somebody who read all the books, and spoiled everything for me that happened in the books. Yeah. So as I'm watching the show, I'm watching things played out he told me about. And that's what made, for me, it made it more interesting to yes. me. The end of that um, first season, you're like, oh, crap, I killed the guy that I thought was the star. Yeah. And then, well, and I also Poor liked, Sean Bean. I also say, I'll say this about Game of Thrones. I mean, when it comes to writing villains, that was like one of the yes. best villain-written show because they were ruthless. with Their, their villains were villains. People, everyday people hated them. Yep. You know, it was like, oh, I can't stand him. It was there I mean, was no, nothing the, like I, um, uh, with Joker or any of them, yeah. anyone else. They were just a bad guy's bad guy. They had no redeemable qualities. And you know, I like the bad guys, so of course yes. I was rooting for the bad guys. Um, of course, you and were. they didn't win. Uh, this was also an answer I didn't realize this. So when they do the in Infinite Earths crossover. Um, Burt Ward is going to be part of it. Robin from 60s He Batman. better be a Joe. He better be a Robin. A retired Robin, but a Robin nonetheless. I think that would be pretty interesting. 
Or maybe he's Robin's dad. Maybe he's Grayson. Like he's like the dad, like the new dad of Robin. Nah, he's got to be. Ro- he can be um the Robin from Batman Beyond, who was a guy. Uh, crime scene investigator in his old old age and oh we could see the batman beyond universe that'd be awesome yeah um i i did read something about a harley quinn animated series i saw the trailer uh not not for kids no i saw the trailer it is not for kids but it looks like it'll be interesting i'll give it a go yeah no i'm excited for that one too uh what network is that one gonna be on do we know yet i forget yeah yeah We'll figure it out, but um, they they hi uh, it's gonna be voiced by Harley Quinn's gonna be voiced by by Kaylee Kelly Kuko 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 of Big Bang Theory fame. I haven't watched the trailer. How does she sound? She sounds okay. All right. So I, she I, Kelly Kuko can play the dits pretty well. All right. And that's what in, in essence, at least, that's the voice that Harley Quinn has to have, even if she isn't a dits. All right. Oh, I. Uh, what do you know about the boys? Have you other read than much the, anything other than the one? trailers I've seen uh, where um, uh, Seth Rogen says you can't watch your own trailer? Not much. I need to give that one a, a watch. I, I'm I'm interested in that one. It looks interesting. Yeah, it does. It's going to be a raunchy um, a, um, a movie about teen um, a preteen. So kind of going into that Stranger Things niche, I guess, but for, with a raunchy movie. And Seth Rogen's really good at those raunchy movies. Yeah. Well, and I, I might have to check out... I might have to get a subscription for Shudder, too, because they're, they're doing the uh, the Creep Show uh, show. Mm-hmm. And I loved me some Creep Show. Well, love some Creep Show. So um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. Um, right now, this is probably a good point for us to finish as we are closing up our coverage of San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Metal, do you have any final thoughts? I really hope I get tickets. I want to yeah. go next year because I'm already thinking next year should be a good year for Batman because by the time this year comes around, oh yeah, that's going to be the Robert Pattinson here. Yeah, we should should see some more news on that. Um, you know, I I, I really want to go. I've been I've been wanting to go to San Diego Comic Con for years. It's hard to get tickets. It and is. It's just one of those things where you just got to cross your fingers and try to get them and. I'm going to try. I, th- I believe it's in September that they go on sale or October. Alrighty, okay, well. well, this has been uh, episode 104 of the Hellcrest Hill. I have been Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto, and I've been joined by Metal John. And you can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back real soon. <laughs>